What's up, everyone? Of course, it's Ty here, and I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank y'all for all the support you guys have given me over this podcast. Obviously, without everyone that listens, I wouldn't be doing this, and you guys really pushed me to do more episodes. With that being said, this episode is more of an open discussion, so there will be profanity. I hope everyone has a safe and healthy holiday season and enjoy the episode. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of season one of the Anything and Everything podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ty Reeves, and before we start, I just want to wish y'all a safe and happy holiday season. With that being said, I want to thank everybody that tuned into this podcast over the last six months for season one. Season two will definitely be kicking off right after the new year. So stay up to date with the news on the podcast. But again, I really appreciate everybody that takes the time to give this a listen to. Now, introducing for the first time on the podcast is Big Boss Man, Jawil. Jawil, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be on the show. Finally. I know it's been, it's taken a while, but we got you here. Probably on the best episode, feel me? (laughs) And welcoming back to the podcast. He's been on it before. We got Big Guap. Nah, I'm just playing. We got my boy Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Facts. We're, we love to have you back, man. We really we really enjoyed you last time, you know. Appreciate that energy you'd be bringing and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into it, I just want to give a quick shout out to my boy Eli and his brand, The Sirens. I literally just brought a hoodie from him. I have the hoodie on right now. It's dope. He's a small little brand. Check him out on Instagram at at the sirens with a one and a underscore at the end. Again, that's the sirens underscore at the end. Those hoodies are now, dope. For real, they are dope. Check them out for real. Now, getting into the first topic, I think I speak for everybody here. Whoever created the sneakers app, I hate you with all my heart. I hate you with all my heart, bro. You know how many drop? I don't think I've won on the app yet. Have y'all won yet? Absolutely. I won twice. What did, what did you win? So the first time, the first time I ever tried on sneakers was the UNC threes. I remember I told you guys about those. Mm-hmm. I usually when I go on sneakers and I really want a shoe, I just go in like thirty minutes ahead, just on the app. I'm up, like I don't even eat, like brush my teeth or anything like that. I'm just waiting on the app just to buy. It's funny too because I was on multiple foot sites and they all logged me out. All really? of them logged me out, so I was just basically on sneakers that were trying. So I got you. them. Sold them in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, Why'd you an, sell them? It was definitely an impulse buy. I, I was looking at it and I was like, damn, do I really need these? Like, I, I, they nice, but do I need these? I'm like, that. yeah. I, I sold them first time on eBay. I wanted like 275 I should have held them now because like 325 now. The guy offered me 300 trying to scam me. I knew he was trying to scam me because he emailed me asking for my PayPal information, which no, was sir. a no-go. Yeah. No, I'll say this, though. Those UNCs, they definitely played us because I remember when the original concept photos came out. I know the big reason why I personally liked them, besides the colorway, was it had the NC logo on the tongue. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact when they dropped, they did not have that NC logo. And that was just a big time turn off for me. Just the Jumpman logo. But I am waiting for the, the UNC 4 is coming out next year. Those ones are interesting. Now... I'll tell you, I, obviously, me and Mark haven't won before, and that, that should be annoying because <laughs> I missed out on the mochas, the ceramics, 
whatever the 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 green and like brown and purple dunk was like i've just missed out across the board and like i'm not sure if that's because of what the sneaker culture has become or if that's because of like bots in the game and whatnot so that kind of leads us to our first topic today let's talk about the shoe game as a whole i don't know what we want to get into but i'm gonna start it off when the hell did air force ones really start popping off again Ooh. That's hard to say because, like, I, when I was working at Dix, when I tell you the people who would come in every day and ask us if we sold Air Force Ones, like, I could count, I, I can't even count it on both my hands. Like, I don't get it personally because, like, all through, nah, I'm not going to say high school, I didn't own a pair, I might have, but specifically for me growing up, I was always an Air Force One, like, dunks, dude. Like, my mom dressed me in those all the way, probably through, like, sixth grade seventh grade and then like that's when i started understanding like the shoe game and whatnot mm-hmm. but no one really wore air force ones in high school and if they did they were usually the black ones so shout out to those <laughs> hey, killers yo. you know hey, yo. <laughs> but i feel like once we got to yukon i have seen so many pairs of air force ones but not even crisp ones they're never the crisp. Oh, dingy oh yeah they're never, never crisp, crisp. <laughs> bro they're being choked they're creased. They're brown. They're not even Air Force Ones no more, bruh. Nah, I don't know what them shits are, bro. I really don't. I got my first pair of Air Force Ones my freshman year of high school. I kept them clean as as long as I could. They're in my closet right now. They got yellow bottoms like a motherfucker. <laughs> but now I got a clean pair. I got those this year, I think around April. So yeah, I'm chilling with those, but I can't believe people treat them with such disrespect. No, such an iconic shoe. Bro, they need to go listen to some Nelly, bro. My Air Force Ones, for real. Anybody okay. who wore them to the the bars? Different. Parties? Different breeds. And, and the basement of a frat house? I, I truly want them arrested. Tailgates? Tailgates? <laughs> Tailgates? Don't even. Oh. I, I need them arrested. That's what yeah. I think. But Those I are... Bro, those right there are the definition of a menace to society. No cap. Not no cap. They don't care about themselves. For what real. Do you, what do you think is worse? Say you're walking and you see someone with black Air Force Ones. Obviously, that's scary. But what if you see someone with the most dingiest white pair of Air Force Ones? What's scarier to you? I don't know if I'm more disappointed that you don't take care of your shoes or if I'm more disappointed that you'd walk out the house in some black Air Force Ones. Because I know for a fact, the only pair of black Air Force ones you'll ever see me in is those new off-white ones that drop. Well, they're not new, but you know what I'm talking about. No, the Cactus Flea Market ones, I like those ones, too. They're like, they're like the up-tempos, the air-tempo mm-hmm. ones. I, I like those ones. I I consider it. The only black ones I would get are the off-white ones. I will not get those original $90 pair black joints. Never. <laughs> but staying on the topic, Air Force ones, I have a question in... If you have an answer to this, please DM me on Instagram. You know, if you have me on Snapchat, message me. Why do girls think wearing a crop top, some jeans, and some fucked up Air Force Ones to any event is appropriate? Like, what goes through your head that you're like, this is a good fit? Like, I'm going to get somebody. I'm going to pull somebody in this fit. Like, unless you have OD confidence that you're that good looking or you're that attractive, why do you? Why would you say to yourself, "I'm gonna leave the crib in this"? The problem is, right? 
is when they wear it, there's multiple people in the same group wearing it. Like, I can't imagine, right? So, imagine this. It's actually, let me tell you this. Thursday, one random Thursday, right? Like, during the pandemic, I'm coming back to campus for the first time. And you wouldn't believe what I seen coming out the dorm room. It's like 10 different girls wearing these same colors, same colors, same fits, same shoes. And I, I don't understand why. No, I don't understand why they do that. I could not. Ne- I hate wearing the same clothes as other people. I can't do it. Like, say Ty gets a pair of sneakers. I will purposely not get those sneakers because I don't want to match with him. That's 100% facts. Without a doubt, I'm the same exact way. I can't do it. It's weird. As I seen it happen. I remember it was funny. It was one night. I guess we was going to a party, and he seen two guys wearing the same exact fit, like chain, That's Adidas, sweatpants, everything. Everybody put up the phones. They started running. That's embarrassing, bro. That's it. <laughs> bro, it's funny as hell, bro. Were they what, like... They were in. Where were they? They were just at like a house party or something. Bro, we were. At, we didn't even leave yet. We was in Norm's. Oh come on, bro! You we in the dorm? <laughs> yeah, we we, so yeah, we playing. Oh no! He was like, he was like, hey, hey, hey! Why y'all? Why y'all all got the? You got the same chain, same color. Like, come on! You gotta go back. Somebody has to go back. Bro, that's just. I don't like. Who in the right mind would say, bro? Like, let's go out tonight. We gonna wear some Adidas pants, a white tee, and some chains. We gonna wear the same exact fit. Run DMC had us, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That's disrespectful to run DMC, bro. Like no cap, that's just a new level of like. St- I'm not gonna say stupidity. I'm just gonna say like awkwardness, weirdness. Like it definitely is awkward. Like imagine, imagine, like let's just make a scenario real quick. You were at a party, right? And like your homie like comes up to you, he's like, "Yo, bro, like this girl over there talking about you," and he's like, "Oh, what she say?" And then he goes. She said, or she said, the guy in the Adidas pants and the chain and the white shirt is cute, but your homie next to you wearing the same exact thing. Y'all just looking at each other like stupid. Like, who is she talking like, to? Yeah, who's she talking about, bro? Like, she's talking about, she definitely talking about you, bro. And you know, they're gonna try to hype each other up and whatnot. With them whack ass fits. <laughs> Facts. So, we talked about it before. We talked about collabs, and obviously, we've had a lot from Travis Scott with Jordan, you know, off white. With Virgil and whatnot, and Nike, and you know, more recently we've had the freaking McDonald's collabs. We've had freaking Bad Bunny and his Crocs. So the sneaker game is really like evolving into what seems as more of like a collaborate stage rather than kind of like coming out with new silhouettes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what do y'all think? What do you think the sneaker the sneaker game holds for us going forwards? That's a good question. The so thing about these collabs, though, which is interesting, is just the exclusivity of each release. Like, these shoes are extremely hard to get a hands off. You're not getting your hands like, on them. Like shoes. you said, those Travis Scott's, like, trying to even get a pair. Like, like I, the most recent one would be the PlayStation and Travis Scott ones. And I think essentially only five people could win it. So that's five people, like, alone, right? When he announced it on the stream. There was a hundred thousand people watching, probably even more. What's the point of that, though? Why would they only make? Why would they make shoes so limited for? Well, I mean, exclusive, like exclusivity and whatnot. Like, I feel like the more you create a shoe, so so this is my idea. Like, if I was a sneaker, like you know, a designer, like I was in corporate Nike and I was putting out these shoes, you can't. You have to find the fine line between creating enough and not creating too much. Because if you put out 
so many shoes, it's kind of going to die down the hype. And then, like, like we were just talking about with the Air Force Ones, everybody has the same fit on. Nobody, wa- I don't want to walk down the street wearing some Travis Scott's that I just got in the mail and then see homie five, you know, a couple feet away from me wearing the same thing. So like, I feel like they need to find that fine line. But the thing is with the game for me is bots are really killing it for agile, like actual sneaker collectors and resellers. Like they're ruining the game because like for me, I would have had those mochas that dropped. Let's just say those for years to come, like, like took care of them and whatnot and appreciated the shoe because I know that's a shoe. It's not going to be easy to come across. Whereas these resellers and these bots are kind of making it easy for these people to just kind of flip them and make money. So I, I feel like in that stage, that's where like the sneaker game is kind of failing the actual sneakerheads, if y'all get what I'm saying. No, I understand. It's more in favor of the reseller. Oh, without a doubt. Which sucks. Which I mean, really look at sucks. we we're at the point where we literally have GOAT and Stock X, and that's literally sneaker apps that are made for the reseller. Like Think back, what, five years ago, 10 years ago? What was the only sneaker place that you could get, like, exclusive shoes from on the internet? Besides, like, eBay, if they somehow stumbled upon them. Flight Club? Flight Club. Like, that's literally it. Besides Flight, I can't even think of another store. Maybe if you found, like, a hole in the wall. But you would even still have to go to, like, New York, California to get them. I feel like stores like that are now popping up all over the place because the amount of resellers. So I really feel like bots and then just resellers as a whole are kind of ruining the sneaker game. So that's crazy. it's a little disappointing. Bots, I haven't, like I haven't as heard a about whole. Flight Club in a long time. That's crazy. Facts. Bots as a whole, like I might get a little off topic, but like, I want to just talk about bots specifically. They're not just ruining the sneaker game. They just ruin everything. And I know you guys know where I'm going to go with this yeah, recently. The PS5. Facts. Now, just as an example, really quick, bots have been scalpers have been having more stock than the actual retailers and it, it goes the same thing with basically some of these sneakers uh if you go some instagram accounts or someone on twitter you definitely see a guy who has a thousand pairs of ones behind him and that's all thanks to bots bots are the reasons i get logged out of all five of my accounts on different foot sites when <laughs> the shoe drops. that's the next that's what unlocks the rage. <laughs> now, now let me ask you a question. We're I, I'm straying off topic as well, but I don't really care. Jawel, you got the PS5, right? Absolutely. He has it. <clears throat> now, do you have any regrets of getting it this early? Because no. my really my mindset is as I've played PlayStation like my whole entire life. I have a PS4. I got the Darth Vader version, which obviously didn't come out right away. Mm-hmm. So for me, my thought was. I could spend the money and try to get it. I knew I wasn't going to be able to afford the disc one, so I was going to go for the digital one. Or mm-hmm. I could wait and see what else comes out, whether it's a different color, whether it's a collab, whether it's like a combined package. So, like, what for you, what was, like, kind of the deal breaker that you were like, yo, I got to get it now? Okay. Type shit. So, same thing. Like, PS4, I didn't get it on release day. I got the white version. When the PS4 released, it was all black. I got the white version on Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. The only mm-hmm. difference is, well, there's a lot of different things, right? So I got the OG, OG PS4. And as soon as they announced the PS5, it started acting a little dumb. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, the fact that one of the biggest things is, um, like, in my PS4, like, in my house, I have, like, a 5 gigahertz connection, right? Mm-hmm. PS4, I can't even connect to that. I have to get a PS4 Pro or at least a pop, uh, PS5 to go do that. So that's one other thing, right? But also, after, like, seeing just how high the demand was... 
in my head, like if you guys see me on Twitter, I was talking about how I didn't even think I was going to be able to get one at all. The pre-orders are a mess. I saw how high the demand was, and I'm like, bro, I have to try. I only had enough for the digital, right? So I was like, I have to try at least something, right? And especially, and what made me even want it more, right? So let's say I was on the PS4 party chat, right, with my boys, and everybody's up trying to cop. Like, every, we was just on the mic, but everyone had the computers, their phones out. We were all, it was like, I, it was like a release day party, all of us. <laughs> like, I had one of my boys, he stayed up 24 hours, basically. Stop playing. He, I'm being so dude. serious. Even after he cop, right, I could go word for word how it went. Target released first. One of my boys copped it for pickup. Then, like, two hours later, cop- another boy copped it. Best Buy. I was mad. I, I overslept. They released 9 a.m. Another one of my boys copped it. I didn't get it until the third Walmart drop. Um, and only thanks to the app because the website kept crashing on me. I kept getting that old. I hate deers now. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> because the bounce only got that old DNA error code for me not being able to get that PS5 was I was in pain. I was hurt no, at one me, point. But after I got that order confirmation, I, I, I thought it was Christmas. I screamed. I screamed. <laughs> My mom came to the room. She said, Are you okay, Ricky? I was like, Am I okay? I got a PS5. <laughs> Come on now. I got a PS5. I'll go into the. It, it, it's so like it's so rewarding that I had it, but at the same time, I knew how hard it was to cop. Because if you go to the reviews on Walmart specifically, right, mm-hmm. you'll see where PS5 has like a two to three star review, right. And if you go in there, you see why it's just everybody giving it one star because how the release went because it was that bad. The bots were ridiculous. Like it, I, if you well, actually after I caught right, so after I finally got mine. I was going on YouTube and watching Black Friday videos. Like, people, there's 25 to 30 people all waiting for a GameStop. And GameStop has two PS5s. I feel like I saw a video like, like it's that. that bad. That's crazy. I, I have no idea if I would be actually able to get it by Christmas. Like, in my head, I want it before Christmas. I don't even know if it was possible. What I will say, though, is I think if somebody wanted it bad enough, right, Mm-hmm. you would be able to, you should have been able to get one at least, right? So out of my friend group, right? Like, let's say, I'd say about most of us, only one person out of us, right? Doesn't have the PS5 yet. Like, we could have a whole party of just people on the PS5. And this is like, we're all regular people. Like, everybody's like ages 20 to 18. And we all got the PS5. So we all beat the bot. So I feel like it is possible, but it's way harder than it should be just because of those bots. Yeah. I mean, it sucks too because, again, it comes with like advancements. Like, obviously, the game and the systems are advancing, but it comes with technological advances. I mean, look, I remember going, not camping out necessarily, but waiting in line for a couple hours to get like video games from GameStop. And now GameStops are closing like across the country. Like, they're about to go out of business. And like, that's just crazy to me. To think that looking two to three years down the line, like there's gonna be no more GameStops. And I feel like that is just it's in a league of its own, specifically because you can't go to a Walmart, to a you know, a Target or to shit, Toys R Us clothes, but you couldn't even go there mm-hmm. and get like classic games. You couldn't go get an older system, you couldn't get, you know, a used controller. And I feel like that's an aspect of gaming that's gonna go away now because of you know, tech and technology and then bots, you know, there's no more really camping out. It's more waiting in line, waiting up all night. So it's just crazy. Like 
how bots not only are affecting the sneaker game, but are affecting stuff like video games. Like it's it's crazy to think about. So definitely COVID is playing a role in why they did only an online release, right? So I do believe like when they first announced the PS5, there were rumors saying like um like the production is going down because of all the COVID restrictions, everything like that. I think they did say that's not true, but still I do know firstly, like like I do know the demand went up for a PS5 compared to a PS4. Like if I could put it in perspective, it's like maybe like people even people who had Xboxes for like the longest wanted a PS5 and that's one of the things. But if it did release in stores, it definitely would have been an easier process for people to go get it. Not for First, sure. I, I probably would have been waiting. I'm not gonna lie. I probably would have been waiting. <laughs> It, it's worth have. it, right? Yeah, it's it. I, it's nice to have. <laughs> now, but what games are you gonna play though? It's so, so right, so right now, right. So of course, Black Spider Man. I have to, even though his drip <laughs> is not there. Shout his, out Miles Morales. His bro. drip is not there, right? He not dripping, right? Right, but it's a great game, right? Um, uh, my boy's playing Two K Twenty One. I am playing Cold War a lot. Cold War. I'm not gonna lie. It's like, it looks fun. It, it's fun, but it's unfun because of the skill-based matchmaking, right? So it's like, imagine me, a level 31, getting thrown into a lobby of Prestige 1's oh, yeah, level that's 100. So bro, the game came out last week. Now, people have no lies, bro. They have no... They have nothing else better to do besides play Cold War, bro. They rank up dumb fast. If if you don't get paid for it, I don't think you should be playing it that crazy. But nah, it's the the matches in Cold War are extremely sweaty because of that. Like it's compared to like, I kind of skipped Modern Warfare. I did play it a little bit, but there was skill based matchmaking there. But I think compared to like the last good Treyarch Call of Duty, which would be Black Ops Three, I don't think Black Ops Four is that good. Bro, it's me, extremely sweaty. I don't got my boy stay getting on me about it, but I just right now I can't. I don't have Cold War. I went to my friend's house and I played it and I don't really understand what the hype is. For mm-hmm. me, it feels like they took the newest Modern Warfare, right? They kind of took some of the... they Obviously, they took the guns, the storyline and all that from Black Ops and they kind of mushed it together very in a poor way. For me, the gameplay feels like very weird like when i shoot somebody it doesn't feel like a like i don't know how to really explain it it just doesn't feel normal and i don't like the point system that they have the real the only thing i enjoyed really playing was zombies which was going to be the big factor like when i go to get it that's really the thing i look forward to playing rather than online in the in the freaking campaign because i want to see where the storyline is so i do know like when like between those two modern warfare and like black ops series i know black ops usually always has more health and everything like that I think the biggest difference for multiplayer compared to me is um is Cold War kind of like it doesn't really allow campers in a way the way the perks are set up and everything like that. However, compared to like Modern Warfare, like if you, you know, like if anybody knows Piccadilly that that map. Oh my god! Oh my god! You want to know what's crazy? That. I'm actually pretty good at that map. I'm, I'm good at Piccadilly. Too, but I'm only good because I don't. I never go to B. I don't play the objectives. I'm not going in the middle <laughs> lane. So it's my team is. Every, I used to get cussed out like that. I used to get hate mail because I didn't play the objectives. <laughs> and we, we won the game. Like, I'll get hate mail talking about, yo, you try. I'll be like, all right, all right, all right. I never played the objectives. But yeah, never. the thing like that, the score streaks, honestly, sometimes I be don't understand how I get a score streak, honestly. I'll be like, I'm not terrible, right? So, my, what is it? My KD overall is like a 1.5, something like that. 
Okay. So I'm not I'm not terrible, right? So I'm playing sweaty and everything like that. But I don't, I don't be going on the longest streaks. But no matter what, they I'm gonna get that war machine. I'm gonna get them cruise missiles somehow and change <laughs> the games. They allowed that, so I'm, I'm gonna use it. But all I will say is the AUG needs to be nerfed. In what? In, in Cold, and Cold War? War? Yep. Then those burst rifles, bro. Like the way I get incinerated with one pull of the trigger is ridiculous. Yeah, I can't put my two cents into that. I do not have the game. But the game the game definitely isn't. I don't think when it came out, it, it did not feel finished. Because A, my biggest problem with it, right? Eight maps. That's and, it? And eight, I think the eight maps is actually... I don't know if it's including the like the big... Um, I forgot what it's called. Like There's two maps technically that are meant to be bigger. But it gets like cut down when you go in regular 6v6. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Fireteam Dirty Bomb, which has this other map, right? It's only eight map. Um, some of them are just I hate them. Some of them like carts these bushes. Like I can't. Th- if you're hiding in the bushes, like we we're playing Fortnite, like I'm not gonna have fun. So it's really only eight maps, right? The, there is does feel to be less guns than other Call of Duties. Now I think they're just waiting until like the tenth where they get the Warzone update and season actually starts. But by that time, I don't know if I'll be playing that today. Right. All right. Moving on, just because we do got some other things to talk about, but definitely we will have another episode devoted to video games and whatnot. The NBA has been crazy. This has probably been the craziest offseason, especially with the season starting in like just over a month, just about. Mm-hmm. So before we get into who's had the best offseason, I want to tell y'all both something. I mm-hmm. will accept no John Wall slander on this podcast. Okay. Y'all need to respect that, man. I know he's been missing for two years, but he's been in the league for 10, and he's averaging 19 and basically 10, 19 and 9. He deserves more respect than he's getting. But, Mark, let's start off with you. Who do you think has had the best offseason so far? Obviously, I'm going to say the Lakers. That's not me being biased because it's because of LeBron, but look at who they got. They got Marcus Saul, very skilled center. They got Montrez Harrell. They got Dennis Schroeder. They got Wesley Matthews. I feel like that gives a lot of depth to the team. But you could also say that the New Orleans Pelicans had a really good offseason as well due to all the draft picks that they received with the trade with Milwaukee. But I'm still going to stick with the Lakers for sure. Before we go on to Jawil, that wasn't a trade with Milwaukee. They committed murder and got away with it. They pulled an OJ. (laughs) All the evidence pointing to them. But they somehow got away with it. But Jawel, who do you think has had the best offseason? Honestly, he's not wrong with the Lakers because the fact that you're taking a championship team and you just made it better is crazy, right? But I kind of want to switch it up, right? I low key want to say the Oklahoma City Thunders. Low key. Like right now, like it's see because the amount of first round picks that they actually have, like I'm I'm trying to look at it right now. Is it 17 first round picks? Is actually insane to me how many picks that they have. It it, it could work out because look, the team OKC, like like they haven't won a championship, right? But Mm -hmm. what we've seen, they know obviously how to build a team because they've drafted what three future MVPs. Mm -hmm. They somehow Mm -hmm. went to um what's it called? Through the playoffs, nobody expected that with just CP3, and they did that. So I, I don't know. In a couple of years, I think they might have won. 
Hey, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say New Orleans. I mean, I like the Lakers edition. I kind of understand why they like obviously what they did going out and getting two or the sixth man of the year and then the runner up for the sixth man of the year in the same offseason is something crazy. And I think that's gonna be two key pieces that are gonna make that team better. But for me, I just think the Pelicans just went from being an exciting team to watch because of Zion, possible eight or seven seed in the West, to now not being a contender, but they're going to be pushing six between that four to six range in the West for me. I mean, I know you got the Lakers, obviously. You're going to have the Clippers. You're going to have the Nuggets still. But you added two starting guards. Like, Eric Bledsoe is a great defensive guard. Not the best offensively, but we we still, he's a starter for a reason. You added George Hill, someone that's been a starter on a good team with the Pacers, made it to a conference final, isn't a proven winner, but definitely knows how to win. And you add a center in Steven Adams, who's going to be consistently there for you. Tough. I mean, that's an upgrade from Derek Favors, I'll tell you that much. So I feel like, Yes, the Lakers had the biggest moves, without a doubt, the biggest. But I really think people need to look at New Orleans in the long run, as well as Oklahoma City, obviously. No, I I 100% agree with you. A team I want to watch out for, though, is the Phoenix Suns, because they did get Chris Paul. Now, I don't know if you guys think, right? Do you guys think? that their bubble run was a hoax? Because some people believe Miami's and both of them were, were hoaxes. Like, it's not going to p- play through when they start regularly play. But if if a little bit of that bubble team is there, right, like that mentality, whatever they was doing to go basically undefeated in the bubble, right, with adding Chris Paul to that with Devin Booker? That's tough. I don't know. That's very tough. I don't know. I'm, I'm up in the air with it. I mean – I think it was a good addition, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh. They did lose I, Kelly. They lost Kelly. They lost Ricky, who, again, Ricky wasn't mm-hmm. a huge – well, he was a, he was a role player that a good role did player. a good job at his role. And, I mean, they're obviously building around Devin Booker, and I just feel like you want the ball in his hands. You want him to keep developing, and he's kind of starting to touch that stardom. I mean, he got robbed of being an all-star last season. but. Adding a veteran Chris Paul is going to add something that they really haven't had in that backcourt. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's almost, is it too late? Shijua went and made this move two years ago rather than now. Because Chris Paul is nice, yes. But you could really, like, this is about the time in a player's career, unless you're freaking LeBron James, where stuff starts to go, you know, on a downwards tilt. You think so with CP3? I mean, CP3 is kind of just like... He's always been he, consistent. He's been consistent. He he was consistent. I wouldn't say consistent with the Rockets because he had like a lot of injuries, but yeah, I just feel... I feel like they could have did better. That That's basically what I'm saying. I think they're going to be a very good team. Again, like from that six to four, maybe seven range with Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiton. But I really think that they could have done a little bit better if I'm being honest, this offseason. That's understandable. That's understandable. 
Shout out to Gordon Hayward, though, right? Well, I want to talk. Boy got paid, bro. His agent deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. (laughs) For securing that bag. Bro, I saw. He did not deserve that. He's on a list with LeBron and KD. LeBron and KD is the only players that have multi-year contracts that they're earning over $30 million a year. Bro. He's a Twitch streamer. It don't look like at all. (laughs) Bro, I'm going to say this. I'm a Celtics fan. I appreciate Gordon Hayward's time. He had his good moments. Obviously, he had that horrific injury. But, yeah, he had to go, bro. It just wasn't working no more. Anyone enjoying the Celtics, like, watching the Celtics play? I feel bad for Knew he had to go. It was just like. It didn't. It could work out. I really wish they would have been able to do a side and trade with Miles Turner. I think that would have been a piece that the Celtics were missing, but I don't think it's too detrimental. Isn't there is a sign and trade in process, or did that actually get better? That already went through. Just by him. Oh, okay. Nah. So they. So it was a sign and trade. I want to know what we got from them. Awesome. I know we know gave them got. him okay. and two second round picks, but I am not a hundred percent sure what we got in return. But I will say this: the Hornets. I don't know what Michael Jordan is doing, dog. Right. Like, he's he, not really. He's clueless, bro. I don't know, bro. Clueless. He's really he's bad. He's not that GM, man. That's a, all I know. Oh, wait. Actually, one thing I didn't know. They they drafted Vernon Carey. Junior yeah, offense. they got him in the second, I didn't, right? I didn't even know that. He's the 32nd overall. I, I mean, didn't that, I know that. But, like, let's look at it this way. When has, like, LaMelo might be the first good. I'm not even going to. He has potential because we all know what's going on with Alonzo. Mm-hmm. He's has the potential to be the first good draft pick the Charlotte or yeah the Charlotte Hornets slash Bobcats have taken since Kemba. I agree with he that. He definitely is. Because where we got Michael Kidd Gilchrist, trash. Uh, I ain't gonna say he's trash because he jump. busts my ass, but Horrible not jump. a good NBA player. Horrible <laughs> jump shot. PJ PJ Washington. I mean potentials there. Easy. Really hasn't shown us anything. The no. only thing he got in his bag right now is uh. Is Brittany Renner, you know. He's all, all right, that. All right, all right, all right. I'll let yeah. that. Oh, I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I can't think of, just to be honest with the with the, the Charlotte Hornets, I can't think of the last time they've had either a good trade or they've made a good draft pick besides Kemba. Yeah, that's I a can't... poverty franchise to me. One of I the can't... poverty franchises. <laughs> Other like, ones, the Knicks. Oh my god, bro. That's a poverty franchise. I will say this about I will say this about the Knicks. They were smart. Cause to all I, I know they ain't gonna hear this, but if you're an NBA executive and you somehow hear this, you passed on Miles Powell. A unanimous all American proven scorer, big east winner, big east player of the year. And you didn't pick him, bro. You didn't. He's a bucket. I don't get it. For sure. That's like you're telling me, bro. He got he got passed up. He got signed by the Knicks. Yeah, in in uh, a free uh, undrafted free agent. But let me tell you this. This is where I really like it. Really got me mad. Right. Shout out Kenyon Martin. Shout out Kenyon Martin Jr. That kid got bunnies out the gym, without a doubt. But that kid got signed, didn't play a minute of college ball, played at IMG Academy for a prep year, got drafted in the second round, and signed a not 
a rookie deal, a multi-year deal with the Rockets. The kid that never touched the college game had a good season with Sierra Canyon before they got all the hype. And you paid him and picked him before drafting a proven elite killer. Like, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. But that was my rant about Miles Powell. I just had to get it in there. No, that's well-deserved. Miles Powell is a bucket. Facts. Straight bucket. I'm glad him and Marcus Howard got drafted. That's that's one thing. Did Marcus, Marcus Howard, Howard get Howard? He didn't get drafted. But he didn't, he, got, get he didn't get drafted. He didn't get drafted. I think Denver signed him. Seriously? Uh, all right, there yeah, we Denver. go. Shout yeah, out, shout out Marcus Howard. Denver right. signed him. Shout out to him, bro. Two-way right. contract, so I'll, I'll give him that. So... We'll, we'll we'll get moving real quick. Wait, Mark, what were you gonna say about uh, Marcus? Is Leandro? No, I was about to say something about. Oh, no, I don't oh, know about that. Oh, yeah, we gotta talk, talk about, about this. We gotta talk about this before we move on. We gotta talk about this. Yeah, will start us off, bro. Start All us right, off. Okay. Lavar Ball is a mastermind and a goat because he did it. He's a goat. He got all three of his sons in the NBA. I don't know how he did it. He said it from the gym, but he did it. He said it every episode of, what's it called? The Ball Brothers. Yeah, I'll be watching that. It'd be entertaining. <laughs> he he did it. He did it. He got all of them in there. Actually, and I, I think even one of their other boys from Chino Hills, I forgot his name, but he is nice. I forgot his name, though. I think he got drafted in this draft, too. I got to go see that. We need a 30 for 30 on Chino Hills basketball, by the way. That would be a great 30 for 30. He spoke Facts. into existence, manifestation. I'll say this, though. Like, I'm not a ball fan, not the biggest Lonzo fan. I think I like LaMelo more than I like Lonzo. Shout out to my boy Leangelo, bro, because bro went from being a practice player, not even an actual player, a G League practice player, to signing a contract. Not even, I don't even think it's a two-way contract. It's not. It's a so contract when you're a contract, with the Pistons. You're on a team. Good for him, bro. Good for not, him. That's all I got to say. Good for him. Right. He put in that word. Good, man. Oh, yeah, their boy did. I, I cannot pronounce his name. I, I'm going to say Okonwu a, a was yeah, the sixth not, overall pick for the Atlanta Hawks. Right? He, he used to play with him. But I will say, right, at least I'm I'm glad for LiAngelo getting in the lead, right, because he, he did do some dumb shit. Right? Now, he, he did do he some dumb shit. That. That, like, ooh, if I was his dad, I don't know. If I, if I found out why he got kicked out of school. But, hey, that's, that's the past. And he made it. Shout out to Detroit. Facts. They ain't going nowhere either, but shout out Detroit. <laughs> Moving yeah, on, bro. I want to live in Detroit. I'm not going to lie. We're going we're gonna to start off with Ja Will because you, you kind of brought it up when we were talking about the PS5. The PS COVID literally has been the craziest thing that will ever happen in our lifetime, probably. Just how it's impacted the world like as a whole. So we'll start with you, Ja Will. We were supposed to be roommates. Obviously, you didn't come to campus. How has COVID really impacted your college experience? Some days, I forget I'm in college. Facts. <laughs> I forget. Facts. It's so serious to the point that I actually don't even have my UConn ID anymore. I lost my wallet. I, I lost my wallet like eight months ago, and it's still <laughs> going, right. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, it's crazy, honestly. Like you would, who really would have thought it? Told me they told me every time it was like, yo, Joel. College is gonna be the best four years of your life, right? I'm like, oh, really? Word? It actually, I, I think I should just tell the story first because I, I was the one. I think I was probably one of the first pe- per- people to know how that we weren't coming back thanks to the job I used to work. Right? I was a tour guide 
and I was give the tea, bro. Yep, yeah, I was bringing give the tea, bro. I was working uh spring break over there, like when they sent back. Now we all kind of had the the way the school went about it. It was like, yeah, you, you guys like go home. You don't have to like deep like unpack or anything. Like go pack up your stuff and move out or anything like that. But maybe, just maybe, bring all your textbooks, right? <laughs> but nobody really took it like serious, right? So I'm in, like, working because I'm on campus talking to her, right? And it's weird being a tour guide with coronavirus because, like, we mainly deal with people from out of state coming in, right? So it would seem weird. And then she said, she said, hey, everybody come here, like, around the group. She was like, you guys shouldn't tell your friends this, right? Don't tell anybody. She specifically told me, do not tell anybody else this, right? That's what she messed up, though. She messed up. But, yep, she definitely did. She said, don't tell anyone this, but. We're not coming back. So the first thing I went to is I went to Snap. I went to Snapchat, right? I definitely said, I ain't say it out loud, right? So I had to say my ass. I said, I said, big news soon. You know, you know when you somebody just puts all black and just detect mm-hmm. and you know it's like serious? That's all I did. And I think after like an hour after, I'm already on my way home, right? My phone is going crazy, right? Everybody said, it happened, it happened. I'm going my email. It said, we are not returning to school. I turn the car around, go to my room, unpack everything, pack everything up, put it in my trunk, and leave. Wow. I had to. And after that, the, the whole process of everybody trying to get their stuff back and everything like that, it was crazy because it's like, damn, this is really the last time I really see all my boys. Like, we're supposed to, like, I'm not trying to be hot. Some of them got fake IDs. Like, we, we can't even use those. <laughs> we can't we can't use those. We can't. There's no seeking and tags, no dining hall. Like, I'm sad. This is my college experience, and, and now we're we're all. I mean, it's not the worst thing, right? Like, but it's, it's been pretty shit. I'm gonna say. Like, I feel like I I miss the fact that I could. It could be Thursday, eight o'clock, right? And mm-hmm. for some reason they just like, yo, Joel, let's go eat real quick, and we somehow end up in a whole nother town. Facts. I miss that. I don't get that no more. Now I basically just work and go to school, right? And yeah, mm-hmm. we could. I would drive it to UConn, but that's a lot of gas money. I'm not gonna lie. I got it. That's a lot of gas money. That's you, that's it, it do be eating up, right? <laughs> but especially when you drive a Ben or a Beamer. I do not want to, but oh, I have to. Germany. I have hey, Germany. Them Germans, them Germans be making nice rides, but they they really extra. I'm not gonna lie, they're really <laughs> extra. But yeah, uh, that's that whole process. All right, Mark, we'll move on to you, my boy, because obviously it's affected you too. So how has COVID, coronavirus, affected your college experience? You guys know I'm always complaining about it. It sucks, bro. It really does. You never really know you have something good until it's gone. And that's how I felt about us not being at school. I totally took everything for granted, bro. Every day I wake up and have the same routine. Wake up, get ready, take a shower, brush my teeth, all that stuff, just to go back to my room and do work for the whole entire day. It sucks. And I'm on Snap going through my memories, and I'm seeing all the fun that we had. And it was, it was all wholesome fun, bro. Facts. And I would some, have, of yeah, <laughs> some of it. Some of it. <laughs> we don't got to talk about the other stuff. But... <laughs> <laughs> but the, I would have Billy, one of our boys, he'll send me memories of us in our room just chilling, goofing off. And I have those other videos of my perspective, and I'm just looking at them both. I'm like, wow, this is really crazy. I'm not at school right now. A whole year is about to be gone without me being on campus at stores. It really sucks. 
So Facts. you. Well, I'll speak to mine because unlike how I made the decision to go, well, it wasn't really my decision. My mom kind of forced me. Don't tell her I said that though. <laughs> I lived on campus for y'all that don't know. And I lived in an apartment. I lived with our boy Kev and my friend Ian, who was on the podcast before. And we lived with a random, his name is Jarrell. He's mad cool though. Shout out him. And it was just weird, bro. Like everywhere you go, you have a mask on, you know, you know, you don't see anybody in the middle of the campus. Like it's kind of dead. We weren't really able to, you know, the bar was open, but like you had to sit outside. You weren't really allowed inside. And like, it's crazy though. People still pack those bars. Trust. Well, I, do. I, don't, I don't know why, but like no, no rec center. That was bro. That was such a disaster. Like, yeah. Shout out like carriage, whoever lived there, all the boys that play ball. We hooped there, but it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same vibe overall. Mm-hmm. But I, I could say the only time where I really felt like, yeah, I'm at college, is we we I don't know how we got away with it because we were definitely breaking protocol. We would uh go to the turf field and we play soccer, and we'd have at least like 30, 35 people there that we play like yeah, two games that? on either side of the field, and that that was the only time where it really felt like college because you know we really weren't allowed to have functions like off-campus functions were a rarity and like you don't want to get sick so it's just you know it's it's weird but going into my next question obviously I just explained how college life has been at UConn how do you think how long do you think it's going to be until college really feels like college again I know I know in Florida I got my boys that go down there on snap it's already college, bro. That that shit don't exist down there. Yeah, Florida, though, but we don't talk about Florida. Yeah, Florida. They're, they're different, different breed, bro. But how do y'all feel? Like- I think one more. I think this coming semester. So look, the overall right, we're getting news of all these companies approving their vaccines, right? And it's gonna be a struggle for us to like at least what's it called get our hands in. I think New York is getting like maybe under twenty five thousand, right? And even that, you need a lot of people to take the vaccine. People are very superstitious, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, look, if things get back to normal, right, if that, that's what they're telling me, I'll gladly take a vaccine, right? So I'm hoping at least this last semester, this next semester, and then after that, the coming fall, things would get back to normal. Or at least if I see the news that UConn decides they're letting at least more people on, maybe not everybody, let's say that. But they allow more people into the place and we could start functioning normally, mm-hmm. right? With those vaccines, I'd give it one more semester. That's what I was going to say, too. One more semester. All, all I really want to do is, like, if I'm going, like, look, I could have gone back to campus, right? But not mm-hmm. everything was definitely going to be the same. Like, when I was talking about, like, going to school, right? When we paying for it, right? It's mm-hmm. not just to educate. Like, people be saying that, right? Like, we pay for it. No, 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 no. It's not just We pay for the experience that we over there for, right? Like being on a, my floor, just everybody like just wake up in the morning. We pay for going to the dining halls, the rec centers, the clubs. The, like I think that was a big thing too. Like not even having clubs and everything like that. Well, I'll clear a whole like block of time just to go to some of these clubs, everything like that. Yeah, I, that that's what I really want. So hopefully with the vaccine, if we're able to maybe majority, who knows? I guess they might make it like, way like if you prove that you got the vaccine then you could come on campus and maybe they do it that way because everything is changing you could see that changing from even like doing like the school is working like on the fly and you could tell that with things like um them extending the withdrawal period they they weren't planning on doing that but they mm-hmm. did it 
So I don't know. I think everything, I think we got to, it's going to be like a week by week basis at that point. Yeah, I feel that. Mark, what you think? To be honest with you, bro, like Jawil said, hopefully the vaccines are, you know, working and they're actually like helpful. They're actually healthy for people to use. I'll definitely take one if it's safe. But if not, I'm definitely going to be skeptical about it as everyone should. But I'm just hoping to get back by our first semester of senior year. I already knew for a fact that us coming back next semester is not going to happen. So that's why I'm already I'm already ready to stay home again. But yeah, I'm just hoping that we get to go back for our senior year and finish it off right. Yeah, facts, bro. I hope that's the case that, you know, we have a regular senior year. And I think, I mean, I'm trying to travel this summer. I got plans to travel. So I don't know who I got to pray to, whether it's Jesus, Allah, Buddha, whoever it is. Anybody. Like, I needed to go away, bro. Like y'all gotta, y'all gotta get your stuff together so I can like travel and whatnot. But I really hope by next fall, like we're good to go. Cause like I like like you said, like college ain't just about the degree. Like it's about the experience, about the people you meet. And I feel like for us, like it sucks. Like for the people that are older than us, like the seniors right now, it definitely sucks. And even for like like kids that are freshmen, I'm not gonna say kids, but people that are freshmen, like that's where like you meet a majority of your friends like you create your little groups and your cliques and you know you you learn things and you experience things and i feel like that sucks for them because they're definitely you know missing out on but i want to give a shout out not a real shout out but to all those frats that decided to be idiots and you know try oh to throw some parties God. like y'all are just stupid just got well. out fiji fiji was banned from uconn i believe Fact. yeah, yeah they, they, they got were. banned uconn yeah. was quick for banning like frats like they're too they they be as on they it. Shouldn't, as they should. Yeah, they be on it. But they like can. out of everywhere, right? Like, nah, parties at UConn, especially on campus, is like a no no. Like, if I go on my snap memories, how packed the room could be Small in little ass apartments That's... should be a felony. Like it's packed to the point where it's like it's getting so hot that they open they open the fridge. Just to cool Max. it off. Okay. I think the funniest things <laughs> after this guy came out, right? So I'm out there, I'm in the party, right? I know him, right? He walk outside, he like, he like, bro, he be like, bro, where all the girls at? Like, where they at? Where they at? I'm like, bro, they stuck in the kitchen. They not coming out. It's too many people in here. It, it's this it. This it. You want to go, you're going to have to find your way to the kitchen. They can't move. Yeah. And you, they told me the same apartments, they want to throw parties? Come on, man. That's COVID's dropping a triple double on UConn. <laughs> oh, thanks. I want to give, I want to give a quick story real quick before we move on to like the last topic. Hey, this involved all of us more job wheel than you, Mark. Sorry, mm-hmm. man, but it is what it is. <laughs> Fresh freshman year, right? I mm-hmm. think it might have been the first or second week of school. You know, party, 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 party. That's all we're doing. Look for parties. <laughs> we get, we get, we get the Addy. And I don't even know who was there. It was me, Ja Will, Kev, Brando. I don't bro, I don't even know remember the rest, but all I know is we had remember Ja Will, we got that Uber. Bro, no, no, the way you got the Uber is what makes it funny because the fact that we was playing manhunt with like all the black Yukon, I don't even know how we got like the the notification. Robin sweats that was fun. running. I almost slipped off some bricks. Like I got a guy in the trees. And then all I see, I see Ty, he's like, yo, 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 Joel. Like, oh, you're going to a party? I'm like, all right, all right, babe, let me go change. He said, not nah, an Uber right no. here. I'm like, what? <laughs> but 
pulling up. I don't know if that's the same party I'm talking about, but that's a good one as well. But remember, we it was the Uber picked us up behind Next Gen. Oh, definitely a different party. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a different party. But definitely. seven people, the dude's like, I only can fit six. Yo! <laughs> but, but he was definitely some sort of, he might have been Jamaican. I don't even know because he had like that thick accent too. He was like, and I was like, ooh, like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. But he, shout out that man. You know, he let us in the car. You know, we we zoomed down. We get to the house. It's literally like a two minute walk. We could have walked. Like, literally. I, I, I know what you're talking <laughs> We get to the door, right? Not even the door. We get to the driveway, and there's these two guys, and they're like, oh, we're not letting anybody else in, and we're like, ah, damn, and they're like, who do you know? And yeah. Francis is inside, we're who like, Francis. said that? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. he's like, who's Francis? I'm like, bro, I don't know. Our boy Francis is inside, and he's like, damn, and he goes, what grade y'all in? I swear to God, we all turned, looked at each other. We're sophomores. Hey, yo. They're like, oh, where? They're like, yeah, come in, bro. Like, come in. We just don't want no more freshmen to come in. We're like, yeah, bro. Like, like, good looks and whatnot. Bro, if y'all ever hear this, I don't know those two boys' name. We had a quick combo. Y'all got played. We played y'all like a fiddle. We were freshmen. Bro, bro. Got into the party. What is funny? Because he asked. He's like, oh, he in a frat, right? And somebody, I think he asked, yo, y'all know his last name? And he was like, like, yeah, he go by Francis. And I'm looking. I'm like, no way. (laughs) <laughs> no way and we got in there i think they let us go on the the dj look bro i'm telling you bro when we go to black people or anywhere with like these white press everything like that they low-key they low-key down with us because they were definitely <laughs> letting us change the song because somebody put on chief keith i know they had that yeah. on the playlist put it in. and then after that i think 10 minutes after that or 20 minutes it got uh, shut down and then we see our boys finally pulling up it was like Facts. yo we're not in but we walking out bro do you remember the freaking the ambulance pulled up, right? Did yeah, that bro died. He died, bro. They were like carrying him, bro. Oh my god, bro, that be happening at all. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like out of eight, sixty percent of parties, somebody has passed out. Cause I remember when we went to um, Cavs or oh boys, Kevin's um function at the all the way down in Hartford. I'm sitting at the bar, right? I, or standing right next to the bar. I hear boom. I'm like, yo, what is? What was that? Did somebody just start shooting? Which wouldn't be shocking, honestly. Of it. Facts. Right. I turn around. Bro, she hit the ground hardwood head first. Yeah, and no. she's passed out. Concussive. Now you know me. You know what I did. I just walked away. Just, <laughs> look, that's none of my business. I'm trying to have fun. So I just walked away. I hope she's good. She you know, I hope she's fine. I'm sure somebody else handled it. I just wasn't gonna handle it. That's it wouldn't have been me either, bro. Wait, that's Mark how got... I... now keep Go going. Ahead. Oh, my fault. Mark got some good experiences at the West Indian Club. You know, Mark be getting down. I still got that LeBron, you know, Mark and LeBron jersey. Relax. Relax. That shit's great. Relax. Well, Everyone keeps pushing me into the circle to dance. I'm not even trying to dance like that. Everyone just pushes me. So I'm like, all right, bet. All right, bet. If anybody, any talent, if anybody that's like a talent finder, you know, a talent negotiator or whatnot, Mark can sing. He don't like to sing, but Mm-mm. bro, is it Mark? Give us a little tune, real quick, bro. I he was singing. He was hitting them them notes for that Halo theme song in the library. Facts. We all know that. I, the, he said the library had great acoustics. I had no days. idea that Kevin was recording that video. I had no idea. No idea. I'm right, moving on though because we are running a little long. Y'all, we'll talk a little bit about it with UConn canceling anything. Or basically, like the semester and whatnot. I got three words: toxicity and cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Why does it seem 
that we're in a society, specifically in America, that thrives off of toxicity and cancel culture. Like, I got a couple of examples right here that recently popped up. The whole Charlie D'Amelio thing with the followers. Girl lost like three million just because she said she wanted to get a hundred million or she wished she had a hundred million. Yeah, I saw that. Same thing with uh the what y'all y'all follow the one minute man on Instagram. I don't think so. I'm not familiar. Bro bro works for Bar Barstool and basically just covers like gossip. And like this one girl, I don't even remember her name, started like mad beef with those freaking TikTokers. All because she was like commenting on how they look. And like it's just crazy to me that like this dude's job as like an over 30-year-old man, is to make a two- to three-minute video basically bashing these people, these 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Now, don't get me wrong. I can't stand any of those shitheads. I really can't. Mm-hmm. But the fact that your job is literally based off of toxicity and cancel culture is kind of crazy. That's how they make their bread, bro. Drama, drama reels me bread. Shade room? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh my goodness! They just pin black people against each other. Everybody know it. Everybody know Thanks. it. They just got their account back on Twitter. It was being for a reason. That's Thanks. all I'm saying. Cause look, you gotta try hard to get kicked off Twitter. Actually, yeah, it depends. You gotta say something wild things to get kicked off Twitter. Facts, facts, facts. I like eat. No, my fault. Go, Mark. Now, the first time I heard about cancel culture was probably around late May to early April, like when Black Lives Matter was really popping. And that's when people were holding each other accountable for any little mess up that they were like doing. And on TikTok, a lot of people make their um, money and bread off of just lip syncing songs. And most of the songs are going to have the N word. And a lot of the popular creators were getting sunned because they were lip syncing the song and they weren't like, you know, stopping to not say the N word. Like they were continuing on with the song. A lot of people got canceled because of that, but a lot of people didn't, depending on like how much power they have in that app. But it was extremely crazy. And then it just trickled down from there. You could literally sneeze and then get canceled. I don't know. It's crazy. Facts. I think it's crazy. Like, I'm not going to hold you. TikTok addicting. I'd be on TikTok. I'd be watching the little dances. That shit's entertaining. It's scary, bro. It's addicting. It's scary. It's It's addicting. All right, keep going. Yeah, I just like I saw this one video kind of goes with toxicity. And this girl was like when like my boyfriend doesn't respond and it was some stupid song and then she like turns her head and it's like 12 other dudes names. I'm like what? I'm like and bro, but what makes it even better, right? There's like this video has over like 200 and something thousand likes. So I'm thinking in my head, wow. There's 200 and something thousand females out there that live for that sort of toxicity. Absolutely. But I don't understand why. I don't know either, bro. I really Look, don't. TikTok not sweet. And I see why it should have got banned sometimes because the stuff I be seeing on my For You page is ridiculous. And no, the comment sections? Yeah, the comment now. Nah, yeah, the it is crazy. They be they be going crazy without being able to go like cuss at all or anything like that. Like you can't say no bad words over there and they somehow be getting the point across. No, it's insane. It's just like Twitter. No, TikTok is definitely a very toxic app, but I'll look at it for what? Five minutes? End up being on it for like three hours. It's Facts. crazy. Mm-hmm. But going bringing it back to kind of like my first question. Why do y'all think, like, America specifically, 
is so high on like toxicity. Like, bro, I don't who the hell in this like in in their right mind says, you know what? I want to be toxic. Like, you know, this is really toxic. I'm gonna go do it anyways. Like, why do this? Why does it seem like Americans, like teenagers, even some adults, are like thirsty for this? Like, they're literally thirsty. Why do y'all think that? Because attention seekers, bro. Attention. People don't know how to not like how to not mind their business. No, no, I'm not mind their business. People don't know how to mind their business. That's the problem. It just doesn't like. I don't know, bro. Like the cancel. First of all, I know we're talking about social media right now, and I'm gonna get way off topic, but we had we had to discuss it. Nate Robinson, <laughs> oh. you let us you let us down, bro. You really let us down. I had confidence. I was like, bro, like he's a pro two sport athlete, D one football and basketball dunk champ, three like, times, three. three times dunked over Dwight Howard, Superman, and you got dropped by a YouTuber. Now, I was watching the highlights, bro. I felt like he was fighting as if it was like a regular street fight, like no defense, straight offense, and that's where he got sunned. He wasn't protecting himself. He was His face was wide open the whole entire time, and every time he got hit, he wouldn't like step back and like try to recover. He would just run at Jake, and then Jake just took advantage of that, and that's why he let the whole black community down. The memes. For this, exactly where I was going. One of the top nights on Twitter. Somebody said, right? Jake Paul did Nate Robinson how Thanos punched Iron Man in that. I saw. Oh my god! I was screaming. (laughs) Jake Jake put Nate on a T-shirt, and he's gonna put him in the YouTube thumbnail. Right? That's one. Nate got folded like a common criminal on Batman in a Batman. (laughs) That's what I said. He got folded like that. It was this. And and I want to say. Black, the black community has taken a, a great out in these fighting, the, the, these fights. Deontay Wilder, Wilder. Tyron oh Woodley. Now nah, that one got me tell you. Now Nate, Jake Paul, <laughs> Jake. Come yeah. on, man. I think, like, personally, I think, I think, I think they should have got Ron Artest in that ring. He, uh, bro. <laughs> he, he proved himself at Miles of the Palace. He he could work a fan. Absolutely. I think he could have did it. But I really just I can't stand Jake Paul. I really hope that one of these like shit, I wouldn't even be mad. If McGregor came out on Twitter today and was like, Jake Paul, I'm gonna fight you like tomorrow. Like I I dropped the bread to watch the fight because I want to see Jake Paul get knocked out and embarrassed. Yeah, but But like that doesn't like recover the black community. That doesn't avenge the black community at all. It definitely does not. But, it, it does, <laughs> but it, it, guess what? It soothes my hate for Jake Paul. It does do that. I need to see, like Jawil said, Ron Artest, Ben Wallace. I need someone. I need Bro, someone hands. They said, I didn't know this, James Johnson, was that his name? From the NBA. He played for the Heat and whatnot. I know you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jordan was talking about this. Yeah, Bro, the dude is like 20 and 0 in professional fights. Yeah, he should have fought. He should have. Like, why we asked this dude to do it? It's not like he getting like paid a lucrative sum to play in the NBA. It's not like he's a key player on any team. I say we should make a freaking what are those things called? You know, I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. Sign a little paper, you know, volunteer him as tribute type not shit. Really. That would be that would be dope because we need avenging. Absolutely, that was that was something else. I now, let I, me. 
Mm-hmm. My fault. My fault. Keep going, bro. No, I was going to say, like, when we first found out that he got knocked out, obviously we all react to it in a negative way towards him. But the memes have been constant, bro. When was when did he get knocked out? What day? Second round, bro. What, second what round, what day was that? Saturday? Yeah, be, no, no. What, today? It was Saturday? after Thanksgiving. It might have been Friday. Probably been Friday, Saturday. And today's Thursday, December 3rd, and people are still talking about it and disrespecting him. That's the toxic. That's the, the toxic. Memes. Oh my God, I can't speak. I wouldn't say it's toxic, all right? Because we knew the way it ha- If he just lost, I feel like it would. But the way it happened, like he hit the, the canvas and they said his Sonic Minions got knocked out. <laughs> nah, listen, 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 listen. We want to talk about toxic. Steph Curry. Is the most toxic person on the face of the planet. Steph Curry? Did you not see the tweet? Oh, he said, he said, he said, I'm going to shock the world, bro. He said, yeah. Yeah, you you did. (laughs) Bro, that's that's next level toxicity right there, bro. Next level. He he, he wasn't even awake to go see that. That's the problem. Facts. I'm surprised he even got on Instagram. He he knew not to get on Twitter. He knew that. He knew that. (laughs) Because we could post, we could post memes there. We could post the videos. Can't do it on Instagram. You can't do it on an Instagram comment. But he knew not to come on Twitter with it. Now he's it, it was devastating what happened. Bruh, and he said he, he was for the NBA brothers and his kids. Come on. Yeah, he, said, he said he was doing it for on, his bro. kids, bro. His kids didn't deserve that. Bro said <laughs> freaking Nick Young came out of nowhere. Swaggy P. How you gonna let Swaggy P clown you, bro? Hey, that's you said that was not for the NBA, bro. Don't <laughs> that was not for us, bro. Like, that's disrespectful. Coming from the guy that literally has multiple gifts, gifs, whatever the hell y'all want to call him about it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, multiple Nick Young missing the jump shot, the smile. Like, that's just... Uh, yeah, I just those things don't come close to that knockout. Nothing. Facts. That's, that's, that's down bad right there, bro. Like, bad. <laughs> Very bad. Shout out to Nate, though. For real. I respect him for getting in the ring, but I just want to say I think I would have did a little bit better. No, absolutely. I would have definitely covered my face. Like, come on. Facts. Facts. All right, bros. Well, Mark and Ja Will, thank you both for coming on for the final episode of season one. This was dope. I really appreciate both of y'all, bro. No, thank you, bro. This podcast, you did a really good job with this podcast, bro. This season, I've watched all, I've listened to all the episodes, and I enjoyed every single one of them. You did a really good job, and I'm excited for season two. Thank you. I'm really excited. Boss man, thank you, bro. Yes, man. You know it's the best episode for us since I'm on. Now I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Like, but nah, nah. For real though, the fact that you actually were able to go put this podcast together right and have it sound as polished as possible is really a great sign to what's to come. I appreciate that, bro. Absolutely. So to everyone listening, thank you again thank you to everyone who tuned into the podcast during this crazy ass year 2020 definitely keep an eye out on social media specifically mine as i'll be doing a giveaway to start out 2021 i don't know what it is yet but it's going to be lucrative i'm not going to jip y'all and do some some bullshit (laughs) if you listen in on spotify make sure you follow follow the show you know send it to a friend get them to follow something like that if you're on apple music Definitely leave a review because I want to know what y'all think about this. I want to know what can I what I can improve on. I want to know what y'all want to hear, what topics I want to hear. And until then, 
I wish everyone a merry, merry, merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Have a happy new year as well. Please be safe. Don't do nothing stupid. And until then, I'll see y'all in 2021.